Uh, Cecily. I almost said Cecily. Wow. No, we're, we're done bigot. with that bigot. You fucking bigot. <laughs> Get her out of here. I don't want to be within a thousand yards of Cecily. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that asks the question, who the fuck cares about the 1990s Spider-Man animated series? I'm your host for today, the peckish Peter Iskandar. With me as always, my personal monster squad, the vampiric Vero Taylor. I want to suck your blood. Well, it's good to have goals. And the moonlit Kevin McAvoy. (laughs) I'm living in the sunlight, dancing in the moonlight, and having a wonderful time. That's always fun too. Before, <laughs> wholesome of you. That's so wholesome. Before we get into it, of course, check out our social media for screenshots, stupid memes, updates, all that good stuff. We're at Radioactive Spider Pod on Facebook and Instagram, and we are at RA Spider Pod on uh, Twitter, and all our links are available on our website, radioactivespiderpod.com. Uh, I have a glass of red wine in honor of this episode because you can't be drinking actual blood, so I got the next best thing. Well, I know a guy. It's also day old, so it's like kind of metallic. So it's like we got some iron in here. Yeah, I'm drinking Laser Show by Left Field Brewery. It's not bad. And then I uh, on deck is Innis and Gun Mangoes on the Run Mango IPA. Ugh. Mangoes on the Ugh, Run. Take the crab juice. Ugh, take the crab juice. <laughs> I'd much rather have the crab juice. This episode is very body. It's again another good body horror episode. Body horror, yeah. Uh, Changes, so. scariness, farting. I, you know, the only body horror thing of it is like the weird. So, anyways, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of suckers, <laughs> well, ready your palm suckers and hold up a blood bank because we're going for the throat of Neogenic Nightmare, Chapter Six, Morbius. Morbius first aired October 28th of 1995 and is based on The Amazing Spider-Man issues 101 and 102, which takes us to a spooktacular edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. Cue the music. Peter's Comic Book Minute. Well, interestingly enough, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 101 was the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man not to be written by Stan Lee. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently he was, like, just super busy. (laughs) He just wanted to make it to 100? I guess so. Uh, but this comic book is written by uh, Roy Thomas and penciled by Gil Kane and came out in October 1971. Another interesting fact about it is that it was released after the, you guys remember the Comic yes. Book Authority? Yeah, the self-censorship board. Um, they lifted a ban on vampires and certain other supernatural creatures. So then Stan Lee's like, let's put a vampire in there. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, issue 101 actually starts with Peter the six arms and basically telling everybody that he's ditching town for a while. Wait, he's running town with his six arms? Well, they don't know that. He's just saying he's calling all these people that he loves, including Gwen Stacy. And he's just like, I'm leaving, baby. <laughs> doesn't get, And so she just goes and cries in a corner. I see ya. But eventually he goes and teams up with Doc Connors, who's in this weird half-lizard, half-normal state. Like, he has the body of the lizard, but he has the mind of Doc Connors. And then they right. go and team up against Morbius. And eventually, like, they defeat Morbius and by, like, Morbius drowning in the lake or the river or whatever. And again, no one goes and checks. And we'll get into the backstory of um, how he becomes more Morbius and all this stuff. Well, our episode today actually starts with backstory. And Spider-Man's laying it down while attempting to stop some robbers. He's suddenly overcome by some terrible cramps, and a helpless Spidey is advanced upon by gun-wielding lowlives. 
Only the arrival of the police saves him from a hail of bullets. I mean, lasers. Sorry, lasers. Where will you be when the diarrhea strikes? (laughs) (laughs) Starts off with a cool car chase, though. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Nice little action. Guys, Eddie Brock's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a giant billboard that says, Be cool, drink milk, and it might be Eddie Brock. Like, what's he up to right now? <laughs> it's the it's the orange hair, it's the turtleneck, it's the jacket, it's the square jaw. It is is 100% Eddie Brock. Move yep. out of the way, MJ. There's another billboard model in town. <laughs> well, like we've said countless times, I only have like four character models to base all this shit off of. You could have made his hair a different color. <laughs> like, it's literally Eddie Brock. Oh, and it's a, there's a limited palette. I guess. He looks down at all these uh, street toughs coming out of the pawn shop with the two P's and an E. Yep. Uh, (laughs) And first he has a little barb there, which is pretty good. It's possible that this is some kind of inner city midnight ski team. It comes back and you actually get a look at these guys. One of them's wearing a shirt and a tie for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. He dressed up to go robbing. (laughs) Like, you want to be non-distinctive when you're stealing. You don't want to be coming in there and be like, yeah, he um, he was wearing some real Gucci shit right there. <laughs> He's hearkening back to the days of the classy bank robber. Yeah, the gangsters. <laughs> he gangsters. shot his name into the wall. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah, give me all your money, see? Yeah, see? Shmah. I like how he calls them crash dummies. Party's over for you, crash dummies. You guys remember that show, Crash Test Dummies? I vaguely recall that it existed. I thought for a second it was a reference to that Canadian band, and then I realized that nobody cares about them at all, including myself. Oh, the Crash Test Dummies? Yeah. There was a show. It was Yeah, it was a show. It was like a CGI show. Spider-Man goes and says that uh, he feels like he's getting a massage from Wolverine. He's like, oh, I get inside. it. Feels like I'm getting a massage by Wolverine from the inside. He doesn't specify whether or not the claws are out. I assume. Oh, I think it's implied that they're out. <laughs> All right. It's a reference that makes sense now. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen the Fantastic Four yet. He's made plenty of those references. Yeah, but they're in New York. That's fair. City. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> actually, the goon guy has a pretty good little joke there. When he gets out of the car after mm-hmm. crashing it terribly. What's matter, you sick? Maybe you need to get your shots. Like, oh, what blades there? Oh, I can see what uh, you did there. You turned a phrase. He turned a phrase, yes. <laughs> you must you. be the leader. <laughs> and then the cops show up. Yeah, that's it, it's kind of Deus Ex police officer, but um yeah. the <laughs> I like that there's some back to back kid show euphemisms that happen here. Like Spider Man is about to be shot and he says, I'm about to be ventilated. Yeah, which, what is that? If, well, like he's gonna have holes in him. Oh. Yeah. It's a pretty good thing that'll fly over the head of kids but like okay yeah. and then they call him a son of a gun yeah <laughs> you son of a gun <laughs> kiss your mother with that mouth the cops run right by him yeah. and then he's like oh gosh like oh thank thank goodness for the police officers and then one guy's like hey it's spider-man i'm like yeah you just fucking ran past him <laughs> like <laughs> he didn't stand out with his bright red and blue shirts no, no. and then they turn around and like stop chasing the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> to catch Spider-Man. They're like, well, they oh, did it's drop Spider-Man. The money, so that's all they care about. What? Like, how much money was at a pawn shop, by the way? Yeah. A suitcase full of, like, bills at, out of a pawn shop at night? Doesn't seem likely. It's probably the Kingpin's pawn shop. Uh-oh. Then they're in for some real hurt later. They're in. He only sells the best. 
Kingpin's punch. I'm going to take his frustration out on you. Come in and see why we only handle the best. That's where he buys all his antiques to go smashing yeah. is these pawn shops. <laughs> it's just a way to move things into the country to crush. At the Hardy Foundation, Dr. Mariah Crawford has been working on a cure for Spider-Man. She wants to use caution and proper scientific protocol, but Spidey is having none of it. He starts wrecking up the lab until she relents and gives over her experimental serum, cautioning him not to take it yet as he swings off. I love that she calls him out on his fucking improper use of any door or chair. Oh, do you ever use a door? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Maybe he's just nervous to go to the doctor. Like, he's, like, just got that kind of anxiety, so mm-hmm. he's just making... That's why he's always making jokes when he's getting tests done. <laughs> Mariah Crawford goes and shows Spider-Man her, like, results with cells and stuff like that, and there's, like, on the monitor, and if you look, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, smiley faces <laughs> yeah. animated in there. I'm like, oh, well, they're happy cells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad could happen with this serum when they're this happy. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be white blood cells, but it's really such a weird collection that they're like, yeah, this looks right. Maybe it's red blood cells and then the compound from the uh, yeah. serum. So is the compound from the serum the smiley face? No, I don't know. Those she- are the white blood cells. I was more distracted by the fact that her office is still a disaster. The painting is not even straight. And I took this as like, they didn't have enough money to fix what happened with Craven. Because they're so short on funding that yeah. they're just like, well, Mariah, here's your office. Yeah, sorry. The Hardy Foundation spends all of their money on these stupid fashion shows. So they don't have enough money <laughs> to fix up the lab. Well, they're fundraisers, right? Presumably. Spider-Man gets pretty sassy here, though. So he gets a little smashy, not just sassy. Yeah. yeah. But he does throw that whole, you made a dangerous monster thing in her face. Conscience. Your conscience didn't keep you from using an untested formula on your boyfriend, Sergei Kravinov. Which is probably exactly why uh, she wants to be cautious this time. Like, she's being very reasonable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, last time I just used a serum without, you know, completely testing it, uh, things went really poorly. So I want to avoid doing that. Spider-Man's like, do it again! (laughs) Your conscience! (laughs) Listen here, asshole! Listen, just because you wanted to bang him. I could be your craven. <laughs> he is just like trying the other way to get to get the serum, tries to seduce her. Yeah, but he goes into this whole recap about what happened with Craven. It's like, great. Aren't we isn't this a Morbius episode? Aren't we, uh, yeah, aren't we but doing other if you things? You can burn some screen time Seriously. using reused animation. Let's do it. Yeah. But like the way he was acting was very uh, similar to when uh, we first get introduced to Craven in the other episode. Where mm-hmm. it's just like not listening to her, and she's just very calm and collected and be like, you need to calm down and shit. Yeah, yeah just, at least this time he's genuinely upset for yeah. a reason. Just throw out my chemicals on the floor. It's not like the things I was using to make your serum for you. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> Wait, you're not being rational. Just give me what I need. Stop! Spider-Man, don't! Why is he swatting the chemicals around? <laughs> he knows lab safety. Jesus Christ, anything could be in those beakers. I know. Yep. And then he's yelling, just give me what I need at the top of his lungs. And even the security guards really sketched out about that. He's like, I think I need to pop in here Yeah, late at night. Just give me what I need. Good on them for coming to check because obviously that's terrifying. The fuck were they they with Craven? Uh, Good question. 
And he kicks the door in or whatever, and then he yells and tells him to freeze. Spider-Man, freeze! But immediately starts shooting before Spider-Man even moves. <laughs> What's the security guard? I think that happened in the... A different episode as well with the... When, when, when did Spider-Man throw that desk at those goons? No, the black costume. Yeah, it was the black costume. Alien costume. I, I want to say that's when he, they started shooting at him before mm-hmm. he even got out the door. Yeah, yeah. I love when she finally calms him down. He just casually places down this, like, freezer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Sorry. 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 I'm sorry. And then it's just like, cool, thanks for the serum. Okay, bye. It doesn't help to clean up. Just nope. see ya. I got what I need. <laughs> that well, showed her. Well, he says, like, oh, I'll be careful. I was like, how can you possibly be careful? She told you not to. But then it kind of surprised me because in the next scene, he does take some precautions. <gasps> Let's transition to it now. At ESU, Deborah Whitman and Michael Morbius do loser stuff while Peter arrives to run some tests of his own. He's once again overcome by pain, and when he leaves for the night, Morbius breaks into Peter's locker and mistakes his work for a science project, vowing to figure out what Parker is up to. Morbius is totally one of those students that always just gloats about how much they work, Uh. and they're just like, oh yeah, I was up to like 2am working, like 4am working on my essay, and you're like, yeah cool, I also valued my sleep and finished it in the morning. Like, you don't win awards for staying up late. I know, For right? being in or unorganized. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I, I had a huge little rant here, and I trimmed it far down because nobody <laughs> gives a fuck. But Morbius is bragging about not sleeping, and I've always hated that. For the rest of you snore, I shall leap ahead. Because yeah. people who claim to not sleep are either liars or using some kind of drug or a bunch <laughs> of fucking hacks anyway. Because, like, I used to have a lot of trouble sleeping. And you can't produce quality work when you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's never good unless you're fucking, you know, mainlining, like, Adderall or something. And then whatever, you know? That's why I like Deborah in this. She's like, man, you can do you. I don't want to fall asleep in a Petri plate. Well, I'm not going to oh, pass out into a Petri dish. Thanks for the dinner, though. I was going to call her Deborah Work-Life Balance Whitman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Deborah thanks Morbius for dinner. What did he feed her? Like a bunch of turkey so that she passes out? I assume it was a traditional dinner of tortoise meat. (laughs) (laughs) One by one, he takes them all to his restaurant. (laughs) In my country, we eat tortoises. What country? We still don't even fucking know what country this is. (laughs) Oh, we won't get to that. (laughs) Don't you worry. It will not get resolved. So is Morbius like cheating on Felicia? No, I think they just went out as friends. I mean, he's got to have a side piece. But he's not rich. No, she paid. No, she said thanks for dinner. So clearly it's implied she was gifted the dinner. He's probably got a nice, he's got a fat loan line of credit he's using. For some reason, her neck hurts after this dinner. (laughs) Yeah, she's really (laughs) rubbing her neck. I'm like, how'd she thank him for it? Uh, He's clearly got all this money because the entire village has pooled all their resources <laughs> to give it to him so that he can go learn in America and he's just spending all of it on mediocre looking lab girls oh <laughs> oh Michael maybe come back and cure us <laughs> to quote Kevin from a couple episodes ago or maybe actually a few all women are equally as hot and bangable <laughs> Hey, these are science women. These are good women. I think Deborah's pretty hot. She's got it going. Yeah. I think 
Deborah's she's got, got that, it going uh, on. like, you know, she's going to take off those. I think she even, I think it actually even happens later in the series. Like, mm. you take off the glasses and it's like, let the hair down kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden, the nerd girl is hot. Yeah, I think she starts dating Flash Thompson. She well, does. I mean, he is a dream. They end this conversation by Morbius egg. Sleep well, Deborah. Sleep the sleep of the dearly departed. <laughs> like, is he wishing death upon her? What is that? Like, sleep like the dead. I get it, but like, oh man, is he just going full Tommy Wiseau and he only knows the vague outlines of what human speech is supposed to be? <laughs> oh, bye, Deborah. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> This scene is entirely to make you not feel bad for Michael for what eventually happens to him. Michael's a dick. He is a corner cutting, and you'll find out later, cheating, motherfucker. About You don't cheat in science, my friends. There's about integrity. I'm sure. glad he turns into a monster man. You know what? He deserves it. Uh, like I said, we get payoff in this scene because Peter's actually doing a bunch of tests on his own blood mm-hmm. with this serum to see what happens. Yeah. I think I'll see what it does to my blood outside my body first. Which, yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down with that. He's actually taking some precautions, so that's pretty cool. But then yeah, for he once. gets distracted by a lab rat. So that was you, Mickey. For literally no reason. Like, there was no point of having him go and look at... The, it, there's a noise. He goes and checks it out. Turns out it's a, a, a lab rat that had knocked over its food dish. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to what he was doing. There's no reason for that at all. And the lab rat even has a name. Mickey? Is it, that's not the one that grew another hand, is it? Oh. Oh. I don't yeah, know. I think it might have been, actually, because I think I remember Dr. Connors referring to that in one of the first episodes. If I'm right, Mickey here is better than normal. Yeah, so yeah, Peter better make sure that mouse stays alive. That's a nature paper. Yeah, deep cut. He's got to make sure that thing is well-fed. It is, like, literally their entire budget is being given to them because of this mouse. And though he so he he starts feeling the pain again, his cramping, uh, and oh boy. why you keep laughing when I say cramping, Vero? I'm not making any kind of a joke. I I don't know. I just think it's uh-huh. funny. It's a funny term. Sure. Cramping. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> well, he like he puts his his blood sample away, and then as he walks away, he says, well, "That's all for tonight, folks." Who are you thinking that to? Like, what was that for? <laughs> It was a very Deadpool line. Like, yeah. who are the folks? Peter should know better than to put blood in, like, a locker. It should be in, like, a fridge or That's something. That's a good point. Yeah. You're not wrong. He's a scientist. And in that, how the heck does Morbius even get into his locker? It's like he knows the combo. I they think just... it's supposed to be implied he never fully closed it because uh, of the pain. Right. Hmm. Okay. And That's then Morbius fair. fucking sneaks in there. Oh, Peter! What are you up to, Peter Parker? There was a good shot of all the lockers. And all the lockers oh my god, I also wrote down every one of the names I could. Yep, that's, so I have that written down. So, Kevin, yeah. what are some of the names on the lockers? <laughs> so we have Parker and Whitman, mm-hmm. of course. They're next to each other. That's yep. nice. And then here are the other names that I could read. Ange, me, Rouge, Kiko, Asti, Man. The USA, <laughs> Rome, Mar, Ent, and Dan. Fucking Dan. <laughs> Dan's got a top shelf locker. He's like, he's important. Good old Dan. Solid guy. So there's a sweet DNA animation again, which is probably reused from Landon's uh, presentation. 
Yeah, I think they just shrink or expand the yeah. DNA hologram for whatever purpose they need. But then Morbius has this recorder. Like, he has this tape recorder that he uses to go and uh, record his experiments as he's going through. And then he goes and puts it on his fucking belt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you guys remember when... <laughs> When like having a tape recorder was fucking cool, like no. like in Home Alone, where you like the, oh I remember the, the talk boy the talk boy yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what he's using. It's a talk boy. Yeah, it's deluxe. a talk boy. Well, but it's, there's doesn't that work out for the time? When did uh, Home Alone two come out? Nineteen ninety two. So oh. it was fresh on the it was it was part of the collective consciousness. Yep. Anyways, lots of exposition here. Not much fucking happens. The tape recorder is definitely like a Chekhov's gun though, and it does have a payoff. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it was uh, made by Tiger Electronics, Tiger. which is now owned by Hasbro. Uh, oh, it's Hasbro. Damn you, Hasbro! And it was invented as a non-working prop for the movie, and then they made one because oh, wow. people wanted it. Well, that's pretty cool. They made a pink one called the Talk Girl. Yep. Yes, I remember that. And then it ushered in the Yak Back. Oh, oh the Yak Back. <laughs> the the oh, snack man. that talks back. No, that's the gold. That's goldfish. Over at a creepy clock tower, Felicia Hardy explores the private lab of Morbius, who, I guess, teleported there with a whole lot of equipment that he has stolen from ESU. In between weird makeouts, we learn that Morbius is working so hard so that he can find a cure for disease in his homeland of Country Redacted. I picture Felicia going up to the clock tower and then having Michael, of course, jump out from behind the door and then make out with her and then drop a Bell Lugosi pun. And she's just like, we talked about this. You gotta stop it with the vampire stuff, man. Like yeah. She's like, it's not cool. <laughs> We've been working through this. <laughs> I'm out of my goth phase. Let's do this. <laughs> you were expecting maybe Bela Lugosi? Oh, yeah, okay. That's a timely reference. <laughs> yeah. I, man, this shit does not hang together for me at all. Because mm. Morbius has what appears to be thousands and thousands of pounds of heavy machinery mm-hmm. that he's somehow moved out of the ESU labs. Yep. Which nobody noticed him doing this, and he presumably did it by himself. Kevin, because he was doing it while everybody was sleeping the sleep of the dead. It's true. Yeah, perhaps. The dearly but... departed. The dearly departed. But he's going up this disused narrow stairs that we're watching Felicia Hardy go through uh-huh. into this clock tower, and then... He's powering all of this shit with a single extension cord. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> it doesn't fucking work at all. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it, the amount of time it would take to move all that shit up there, you could have just done real work. <laughs> I know. The extension cord is what sells it, though. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. They it's pass. just, like, a few... It's just bursting into flames. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, nothing wrong here. And they here. all die from a fire in the yeah, clock in the tower. clock tower. Yeah, local weirdo Michael Morbius was killed today in an unexplained <laughs> clock tower fire. There was no investigation planned. <laughs> All that remained was his duster. <laughs> it was too oily. To <laughs> oh, um, God. You know, though, that like Felicia was like fully torqued when he like crept on her, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he knows he Felicia, come to my lair. Stop calling it a lair, Michael. <laughs> Why is he creepily hiding behind a door when she comes up the stairs? I don't anyway? know. Like, I guess he's going to d- to scare her, but like, yeah. she responds by saying, Very funny. 
funny. See if you were expecting this. And then she goes to smooch him. Like, it yeah. makes no yeah. sense. Like, he's being a huge creep and a weirdo, and he says weird stuff, and he does bizarre things, and then the girl still likes him. He really is Tommy Wiseau in his own <laughs> fucking thing. Yep. This is the room. Like, like <laughs> I didn't steal this equipment, I swear. I just borrowed it. Oh, hi, bat. Yeah, oh, hi, vampires, because there's <laughs> fucking vampire bats flying around. Yeah. Just me and some vampires. We're just bros. Oh, yeah, when she asks him about it, he's just like, Not at all. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. And then yeah, you can and- see that she's getting upset about the fact that he's, you know, stealing and cheating. So he was like, ah, better lay on the sob story mm-hmm. thick. You are wealthy. You do not know the poverty, the suffering I have seen. <laughs> they show all these people, like, I'm presumably dead, being, like, taken out into the countryside on stretchers to be buried, which is pretty dark. This country's the only country that still has the plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're all filthy villagers. Oh, no. <laughs> Kill the rats and maybe you'll be okay. The pitchfork industry is thriving there, though. <laughs> it's a real market for uh, silver jewelry. More. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. He, he says to her, though, that she doesn't have to worry about the vampire bats because they only feast on small animals. Hmm. What kind are they? Vampires. Vampires? Don't they feed on... Yes, but of small animals only. Not the people, uh, like in the movies. Which is not true. Uh, oh, no. Vampire bats primarily feast on large animals, like sleeping cattle and things like that. Oh, yeah. Also, vampire bats are only found in South America, and it's clearly from Europe. And he's he's trying to justify that, like, those are the bats that are giving the disease? No. Bats are oftentimes vectors for disease, a lot of viruses. And it's very unclear how long he's been in North America. Did they just ship him for this one, like, his grad school? Or has he been here studying as, his, like, his bachelor's the whole time? And if so, has there been a outbreak going on for 10 years that's killing like hundreds of people that the who is just like or the cdc is just like ah you know what it's fine <laughs> you know what i have to say to that vero who the fuck cares take it away wolverine shut up you puny little geek oh when will michael morbius come back with our cure <laughs> we gave him all of our money like... he's just driving around california in a convertible like he's just living in silicon valley yeah, <laughs> just being a fucking degenerate. I am so glad that I, did, I left my home country that remains unknown. Or just, we gave him all of our money and he's just doing headshots because he <laughs> wants to be a model or he's using it to fund his own movie, which is The Room, in 10 years. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> We've discovered the actual origin story of Tommy Wiseau. Oh, my gosh. I'm surprised there isn't, like, a warm tortoise stew being, like, prepared on a hot plate in the corner. <laughs> It's like in the shell. Yeah. (laughs) Felicia, it's the best way to eat it. Right out of the shell. In my country, we... Yes, we know in your country you eat tortoises. Peter leaves campus, narrowly avoiding Mary Jane, because he can't think of a good excuse for his mutation. Meanwhile, in Morbius's creep lair... We get an origin story as he uses some of Peter's blood and the Neoplasia recalculator to springboard his research, only for an errant vampire bat bite to cause him to begin to transform. Listen, MJ, it is normal. It happens to every guy, okay? It's fine. It's not a mutation. It's not a mutation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Mary Jane, though. 
Mary Jane. Liz with the best insight of this whole series. If a man avoids a major babe like you, it can only mean one thing. What? He isn't human anymore. I didn't recognize her because she wasn't wearing her hip beret. It's true. <laughs> Liz, get behind a coffee counter. What are you doing out? <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Stay cool, Parker. <laughs> hey, isn't that Peter Parker? Yeah, she sounds like high or something. She's always she's yeah, a little so big. Airy. Maybe uh, it was a maybe we didn't realize that uh, it was actually a pod cafe she worked at. Ooh. Yeah, maybe it's just a front. Yeah, I feel like she's just kind of casually making a pass at MJ. That's what I was I was gonna say. You know, she's about to say. You know, who's not ignoring you though, Liz? <laughs> I wouldn't ignore a major babe like you. What's up? Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> When uh, Morbius lays out his steaming bowl of hot plasma, the uh, vampire bat immediately swoops in. He looks so fucking happy, like, ooh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> if he could do the finger tense, he yeah, would. Yeah, the little fingers at the top of his uh, at the top of his wigs, they just wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks like someone left out a bowl of plasma. Oh, I'm Bruce. I don't mind if I do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh is this the last experiment you can run with the blood you stole? Better not have any safety measures in place. Better let that bat just be flying around everywhere. It's yeah. fine. Hey, I was right about the goggles. You were. I thought they were steampunkier than that. Yeah. I was actually disappointed. They're more Doc Ocky. They're ridiculous, and that's all that matters. So. Yep. I was very interested in his explanation of how he would study the blood through mathematical purposes. And I'm going to attempt to mathematically analyze the mutations that occur in the genetic structure of the blood. I don't know, Peter, do you do you want to talk to me how you can break down blood in math? Or how a computer can do that? I don't know, you're the fucking scientist. Oh, I was trying to give you a segue about the computer screen. Oh, I don't need one, Vera. But since you mentioned it, did you guys take a look at uh, what's on the screen when he says, oh, these numbers don't make sense? I know this. It's a Unix system. <laughs> no, like all it is is the same <laughs> if-then statements repeated with the same numbers. Is a computer improving? Yes, and? <laughs> if this number is greater or less than this number and the and this then do this i'm just like what of course those aren't even numbers is it writing code for you buddy like what is this shit ah yeah it does say if <laughs> so morbius turns around after getting his wacky shack numbers he sees that this bat is in the bathing in the glow of, <laughs> of neogenics what is causing that? no no get out of there and Decides to swing his arms wildly at him. Oh, yeah. And not turn it off. Don't turn off the machine. Because, no. like, your results are already tainted. Like, there's no reason to keep it running. Yeah. He doesn't bother to turn it off and just goes, attacks it. And then it bites him. And he's in incredible pain. My hand! Ah! Ah! <laughs> he's just smashing the place. Like, everyone's just breaking labs today. But um, this is different from the comic in the comic he's like disfigured and he's just trying to find a way to cure that uh hmm. because the woman that he loves who loves him for who he is by the way he's trying to be better for her even though she never asked for it <sighs> yeah it's a typical man yeah, typical, <laughs> typical i think i know what you want <laughs> so in the comic he goes and poses it like that to her but in actual reality 
he's just made a machine to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. in the comic. Yeah, not actually. Oh yeah, because he has that weird blood disease. Yeah, something like that. And he says, and he looks. He has that fucking weird nose and whatever. And yeah, it's I don't know, it's kind of fucked up. But this is way better in the fact that he got bitten by a radioactive bat and gained the powers of a bat. Yeah, but it was also further mutated yeah. than that because of Spider-Man's crazy blood. True. So it, it kind of tracks. Mm-hmm. Although, <laughs> by the end of this scene, he's just lying there on the ground, like transforming into a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought he would just be thinking in his head, I should have made the potato battery or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, just, I shouldn't have tried this hard shit. <laughs> Spider-Man is out for a swing, temporarily not in pain, and decides to do a little therapy session with his good pal Bruce, the inanimate grotesque. He decides he's being a jerk, and attempts to reach out again to Dr. Crawford and Mary Jane, heading back to campus. So he says, My pain's gone for the moment. How can I live without web-slinging? And I'm just like, yeah. dude, like, how many times have you tried to get rid of your powers? You can't that many on this show. Yeah, that's fair, but like... Yeah, I, I, I wrote down the same thing. I'm like, you dick. Like, it's the important thing. It's more important to you than, like, living or yeah. not becoming a horrible monster. Is like, but I really like swinging. Pretty sure there's, like, jungle gyms he can do that at. Just go and yeah. swing on ropes. Yeah, go take up trapeze, you weirdo. Yeah. He decides he's going to talk to Dr. Crawford, but I guess never does. Well, it's late at night, so he wants to go see Mary Jane first. Who wouldn't? I mean. Hey, but we get to see Bruce again. Yay, Bruce. Bruce. Uh, I do really enjoy the way that Peter says it. Bruce, I finally figured out what I'm mutating into. A real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's so good. That's such a good classic. Oh, like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. He just needs to bounce ideas off of. Well, he, it's good because he does come to the, kind of the right conclusion here, which is I need to go back and uh, to Dr. Crawford and talk to her and figure this out. Mm-hmm. I need to accept that sometimes I need other people for emotional help when, you know, I'm down. It, it, Bruce is good. Mm-hmm. He does fine work. Yeah, well, sometimes you just need to go and say things out loud. You just need someone to listen to you. That's it, really. Shut up, Peter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm, doesn't Mariah know that, like, whoever is behind the Spider-Man mask is actually pretty smart. Like, wouldn't she be offering to sort of help work with him too? I don't know if she I knows guess so, that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if she knows that he has a if strong he's a scientific, keen scientific mind. mind. Behind, yeah. <laughs> if I may quote beast. John Dunn. Meanwhile, Morbius has woken up and feels totally great and finds out that he has cool powers and only looks slightly worse than before. But hunger drives him off into the night, and he drains a poor nerd of his precious plasma. He realizes his vampiric condition, but also knows that he can't eat just one. Like chips. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yep. Yep. Once you suck, you can't. Anyways. He seems so ecstatic about his transformation. Like, he's so pumped about Mm -hmm. everything. I feel energy surging through me and then as soon as he sees that his nose is a little piggy he's like no i have to go back no my face skin translucent nasal structure distorted i have got to reverse this (laughs) i'm hideous my acting career Uh, in the comic he's actually much more of a vampire 
in the fact that he like, bites people, bites people, and stuff. Yeah. So that's something I wanted to talk about specifically. This part, I feel like this episode, aside from the the general sort of things that they you can tell that are toned down for a kid's show, mm-hmm. his hands are where he sucks blood. Mm-hmm. Like he's got the weird, creepy suckers, which are creepier than teeth. Yeah. Yes. He's got, you know, he says plasma instead of blood. Yeah. But in this scene specifically, uh, I feel like it was heavily cut or recut or, or censored or something because it goes back and forth between Spider-Man and Morbius here for about a period of uh, maybe four minutes. And I think there's six or seven cuts back and forth and to me that's like having done editing for this show now i realize that you can you do that sort of thing because you're trying to hide the fact that you are making heavy edits somewhere like something here is being cut out like whether his transformation to morbius was like to the vampire form was too grotesque or something i don't know yeah kevin 100 percent no and i mean it's an interesting choice for a kid's show to have gone for a vampire because, in fact, like, they typically murder those who they attack. You know, it's it, it's a fine line. Are you saying that they didn't want to go and show him exsanguinating people on screen? <laughs> well, like, but you could have even done the cutaway and then, like, the two, like, they, you could have made, like, two bites not on their necks, but, like, on their arm or something. You know, like, you had animals, like, attacking Craven. It just seemed, it seems weirder to go with these hand suckers that aren't canon than to just it a lot of implication with him oh is it the implication like it's the implication like later on they do a blade saga and those vampires don't have suckers for hands yeah they're just regular yeah so i don't know why they decided to put this in it's so weird and like the way they draw them are just the creepiest thing i mean i don't feel bad for morbius at all but it's just like (laughs) Like, I don't know, they look... Ugh, sorry. Sound. <laughs> yeah. So Morbius rolls up on this nerd, and he just menaces him, and the guy gives this, Please don't! Please don't! Oh, yeah. It's so pathetic. Maybe he was oh, expecting man. to get bit in the neck, and then he's like, Oh, this is so much worse! It's, oh. I can feel the moving! Like, <laughs> feeling the little oh. suction cups. Don't put your hands on my face, you gross weirdo. If he yeah. was hunting at ESU, it would have actually been cool if he went specifically after the people in the competition because he was so talking about how he had to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. I think that guy's been in like a science back, like in the background shots of things before, but we've talked about reusing characters, so it's probably not. No, but that would have sure. been a sweet twist. Because mm-hmm. um, I wrote like, huh, I guess that would be one way to get rid of the competition. Yeah, it's true. Well, the crowd that rolls up to help that nerdy guy when he gets drained, it just made me laugh because they roll him over and he's got these sucker marks all over his face. <laughs> yeah. And I half expect them to just go, oh, measles. It's another anti-vaxxer. They just like oh. roll him back over and leave him in the ditch. Poke him with a stick. <laughs> yeah, it's all hickeys. Like he looks like he's covered in just he's covered in hickeys they're just like this guy fucked <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> like just high five is like his anemic corpse oh. yeah <laughs> they just start riding him around on their shoulders he's their new god yeah he's their this new guy. god <laughs> teach me teach he's me just weekend at birdiesing at parties <laughs> like there's all these girls just partying with him and he's like please take me to a hospital <laughs> oh man i'm so tired 
Morbius's transformation and like going and flying around reminded me so much of fucking 80s cool vampire movies like Lost Boys with Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, "Oh, cool. I'm dead." Yeah. <laughs> just the way they fly. Yeah. It's very like you can tell they're just like moving the cell or something. I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's it, it's got that look to it. Yeah, for sure. It's very strange. It's the duster. It's clearly the duster that's causing the flight. <laughs> the duster yeah. starts flapping. It's like Doctor Strange's cape. Yeah. 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 The cloak of levitation. Did he get larger as well? Because he goes and creeps up on this uh, girl later, and he's like three feet taller than her. Yeah, he looks pretty... Uh, Swole. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty big. Yeah. And they end the scene where he's just like... And as repulsive as it was, I must have more. It's like the first time I had tortoise soup. <laughs> Morbius tries to drain another victim, but Spider-Man shows up to kick some back. They take off to the rooftops and begin to duke it out, but Spidey doubles over in pain once again. Morbius flies off, choosing not to hurt Spider-Man, but he leaves his tape recorder behind, allowing our hero to get the full story on what has happened. Some good quips here from Spider-Man. Where'd that refugee from the Rocky Horror Picture Show go? Yeah, no, that's That's good. good He's definitely too dressed up for the Rocky Horror. (laughs) That's fair. Well, that, that that actually brings it to my question, which is he doesn't see that many people dress like Morbius, and he's pretty distinct looking. Mm-hmm. I would have liked him to say something like, some sort of recognition of that. Like, you don't see a lot of people wearing the weird shirt and pants and the duster and also talking like Morbius because <laughs> he still talks the same way. Yeah, something like, fair. oh, I, are you a cousin? Are you his cousin? Are you his brother? Like, I don't know. Or yeah. like, he looks familiar or something, you know? What got me was the tape recorder just glistening in the corner of the shot. Yeah. <laughs> like they animated a glean to it. And I'm like, oh, it's like a video game where <laughs> you clearly need to go to that shining object. You pick it up, you listen to it. Now you got a side quest. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. A little que- uh, yellow question mark appears above it. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man goes and says, uh, good thing you don't have my spider agility. Couldn't you have just said agility? No, it's spider agility. Spider yes, agility or bust. Every time. Are spiders even that fucking agile? I'm calling Adam. <laughs> hey, Adam? Yeah? Oh, okay, cool. Shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Never call you again. <laughs> How did I get this number? What do you mean? Court ordered no contact. Well, that goes and explains why he wasn't in our last episode. Yeah, that explains it. <laughs> I do like the way that Spider-Man listens to that tape recorder. Like, he perches there, and, like, he, he picks it up. He starts listening. So he puts it down, and he sits next to it or, like, squats next to yeah. it. And he's very expressive while he's listening to it. Like, he's thinking it through, <laughs> and then he's, like, head in his hands. I don't know. It was just a great little bit of animation. Yeah. Uh, like we we chirp the animation for being reused and kind of crummy sometimes. So this was actually really good. You got a lot of emotion out of a very small amount while he's got a costume on, which is cool. Yeah, I just feel that they kind of tried to make a part of the episode where is which is basically animation reuse, but it's just audio reuse, and they just yeah. tried to make it interesting. Like Spider Man sitting there listening to a tape recorder. It's like, so what's Spider Man going to do? Because really, like, if you're just listening to it, it's like you're just holding it there. But they make him go put it down and like perch. 
you know, just to kind of like give them something to do, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. You don't want him to just be standing there. Mm -hmm. um, but like it had to happen for him to kind yeah. of get this, you know, to understand what's what the viewer understands to be happening in the show. No, for sure. But and then they have the added layer. Then it's more emotionally impactful if he does think this is partially his fault. Yep. Which yeah. is the conclusion that he runs to. Like shit. Obviously, he does. He never really gets into the fact that he stole from him, but he does kind of blame himself for leaving the sample at ESU. Which fair enough. Don't leave that shit in your locker. Yep. How did he not get that it was Morbius right away, though? Like, who the fuck else talks like that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It, it should have jumped in sooner, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, but, guys, they actually used the term neogenic nightmare. Oh, he said it! He said it! Oh, oh, shit! Now Morbius is in the same neogenic nightmare I'm in. You can't stop him from saying it. Oh, boy. That's his moment. That's I don't know. It's a decent fight. It's just very short because he, you know, they tackle him. He gets thrown. He kicks him pretty good in the chest. And then immediately he doubles over in pain. Yep. Yep. And it's over. And he also so, just sort of, you see that there's still some humanity behind his eyes, but you already knew that. So, eh. No, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like that Spider-Man's arguably as strong or stronger than him, which is cool. Yeah. Spider-Man hunts for Morbius and realizes that he might be looking for comfort from his main squeeze, Felicia Hardy. Peter shows up at her place to try and warn her in the worst way possible, getting thrown out before Morbius arrives and freaks her the fuck out. Spidey shows up to stop him, scaring him off back to his feeding ground at the university. I like that he's creeping around everybody. A quick, you know, a quick investigation set of scenes. First, the lab. Whatever happened to Morbius, it didn't happen here. People are working hard. Well, yeah. Where he's super dismissive of the other students. Yeah. Like, well, oh, it didn't happen here. Like, these guys suck. These guys There's no can't way even... they did anything. He goes and see, like, yeah, he goes and creeps up on uh, an ESU, like, lab room, I guess. And you see Deborah Whitman there. And then I'm like, oh, everyone is just, they're doing science. Everything checks out. Is that what you look like at your job, Vera? Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Staring at beakers and flasks. Uh-huh. Then he goes to Morbius's dorm room. And he's like, oh, dorm room looks normal. Except it's a fucking pigsty. They also insist on giving him a candelabra on his uh, dresser. <laughs> as well as some purple sheets, purple curtains, mm -hmm. and uh, a picture of the Buddha for some reason on the wall. Purple drapes, though. All my life I've wanted purple drapes. <laughs> With random polka dots on them, pink polka dots on them. Like, yep, oh, everything's normal here. He just wants to feel cozy. And Spider-Man goes to his backup plan, which is voyeur people. Yeah, stop committing crimes. Sitting in the bush, looking at these backlit shadows of people coming together. Talk First they're talking, then they're embracing, then they're... Oh, I guess I should leave now, <laughs> you know? It's a total De Beers commercial. Oh, it's total De Beers. She'll pretty much have to. And then he's like, oh, I guess I should go check out Felicia. Right. Well, I did like that he puzzles out Morbius's next move by thinking it through logically like that. It's like, well, what would I do? He's basically like me, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's that's a good little bit of both exposition and storytelling. But yeah, stop committing crimes. Don't peep show people. All the Seriously. Time. He's like, hey, nice. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Plus, they fought like they. It's just an excuse for them to use a 17-second flashback straight up from another episode. Uh -huh. Reuse, oh, reuse scene. Finish your drink. 
What makes the use of the scene so much more painful is they actually use it in the recap. So this is the second time you've seen this exact scene in less than 10 minutes. Uh, I'll forgive the Craven reuse one because we haven't seen Craven in potentially over a year, depending when the seasons dropped. Right. So yeah, you want to remind kids, you know, what happened with Mariah Crawford, and it was kind of a shortened version of Craven. This is literally the exact same scene we just saw. Ah, <laughs> it's so <laughs> unnecessary. It took Spider-Man a long time to go and think to go and check on Felicia. It's just like he's. I could just see him sitting there for a good like twenty minutes and just being like, "Felicia, <laughs> she's the key." Yeah, it's like, buddy, it's well, his girlfriend. <laughs> like he maybe other he assumed everyone's as emotionally closed off as he mm-hmm. is. They cut over to Felicia's house and she's sitting there reading a book. Wearing Shocker's torn up skin as a blanket. <laughs> the corpse of Shocker. My suit is gone. My beautiful suit. I'm shocked at where I've become. Uh, Wait, isn't it really insulating? Maybe it's the warmest blanket you've It's super cozy. Yeah, that's for sure. She's term. fucking sweating yeah. while she's there, like wearing shoes and. Yeah, she's wearing high heel shoes while reading her book. And sitting next to her framed portrait of. <laughs> A fucking Morpheus. It's a fucking creepy picture. He's a little worried about this newfangled technology stealing his soul. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have this photography in my country. Does this mean I can stare at you? Could I use it to document how many tortoises I kill? <laughs> the way Peter tries to warn her about this thing is the worst way you could have done this like he just bursts in starts looking around frantically like tries to mansplain everything to her has michael been here something's happened to michael you've got to keep away from him felicia i know it sounds weird but you've absolutely got to stay away from him he's dangerous he could have just been like hey uh something bad has happened to morbius and uh he might come here uh but he needs help or something you know what i mean peter could have alluded to there being an accident in the lab and that's why he's on the lam. They can't find him. Like something's happened to him. If he comes here, like don't let yeah. him in. You know, he's radioactive. I guess the whole point is that she thinks that Peter is jealous and kicks him out. <laughs> it reminded me of Futurama, though. It's just like, I'm not jealous. Oh, wait, I am. But my point's still valid. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that is very true. But Vera, this is your fucking time to shine. You finally get the quote that you've been waiting to say then for this the is last the first since <laughs> august and it's currently may and this one this is the first but it's so pained and uh-huh. so sensual give it give it give it your all felicia felicia and she could tell she's scared the hairs in the back of her neck are standing up she's nervous the whole thing when like he creeps up on Felicia with the curtains and everything is very horror movie-esque. But also very Tommy Wiseau-esque. Yeah. It's something he would do. Then he just comes in and like bangs her for 20 minutes and shows his ass. Only oh, ass. Jesus Christ. It's all ass. It's weird Euro ass. Look, I paid this money and just everybody wants to see my ass. I would have... It would have been good if... Because they've established that he still has some humanity. No never hurt you that you know he goes to her and he's like don't look at me i'm hideous you know yeah because he's so upset about what he looks like 
<laughs> Spider-Man swings and kicks him square in the back yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's actually a cool little shot again with some neat little animation where uh, it's not you don't see them fighting, but you see their shadows. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Because you knocked over the lamp. It was kind of gives cool. the implication of a fight, even though it's, it's Felicia's like point of view, basically. Yeah. Or like well, the camera's it's super on her. Quick yeah. Once again, he just takes off right away. So it was kind of cool just to do something a little bit different because. He picks him up and throws him again, so... Yeah. But he comes in here, and he's just like, I hunger. Like, buddy, couldn't you have picked up a snack on the way? Like, <laughs> you're in New York. He's just got a squirrel in one hand. Like, <laughs> don't worry about this. Uh... <laughs> Spider-Man tracks Morbius down, and they brawl on the rooftops at ESU. But their fight is cut short by the sunrise, which causes him to lose his powers and return to normal. This makes Spidey look like the perp, and he decides to take the serum. At the hospital, Felicia comes to visit, but when the setting sun causes Morbius to change once again, he takes off into the night. We're going to have to have a little bit of a throwback here Mm -hmm. and have Kevin angry about the time. Yep. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Kevin's time, line, rant, time. <laughs> okay. I'll come up with the jingles, Vero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So the fact that the sun rises right away while they're fighting, like they go immediately down the street. You can see it. It's a straight shot from ESU, mm-hmm. uh, from to ESU from Felicia's apartment. Okay. So they only fight for a few seconds before the sun rises and causes Morbius to change. Yep. So that means it's presumably 530 or so in the morning based on the time of year. That means Felicia was up at like four in the morning reading a book in full like get up. Like she didn't even have pajamas on or anything. She was wearing like her proper shoes with heels and like her regular outfit and earrings and everything. She's wearing a bra past midnight. Like, whoa, that's that's asking too much. That kind of makes the whole timeline pretty suspect. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why couldn't they just have him wake her up? She's like in pajamas. Well, who knows? Maybe she's high on like Adderall or some shit. Hey, he made science really interesting. Uh-huh. Morbius did. <laughs> so now she just does Adderall all night and tries to read about science. She's ditched the cocaine party life. <laughs> yeah, she knows exactly how much Adderall she can take before it kills her. Yeah. Maybe she's just staying up reading Twilight. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> she is Stephanie Myers. <laughs> she's definitely on the vampire train for sure. For sure. <laughs> she's reading Twilight and behind her has True Blood. And then another stack of like Buffy novellas. <laughs> if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> so they're on the top of the tower at ESU and they kind of grapple for a second. Yeah. And then they both just fall, even though Morpheus can fly, but he, he falls. <laughs> but too. he's weakened. But at this the. Point. He is weak from not feeding. Yeah. That's fair. But he flew all the way there, so I don't know. Yeah. But the point is, <laughs> they both fall, and uh, the way they yell, it's very comedy, like an 80s-style comedy yell. <laughs> I love it, because they both do it at the same time, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. And Spider-Man follows it up with a pretty uh, pretty good little joke there. I feed on you. You want to feed on me? You don't know where I've been. Also a classic 80s kind of... And that's a callback to Flash Thompson. Felicia, he hasn't had his shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have we already got to the point where the cartoon is self-referential? I think so. I guess so. Look look at us. (laughs) The sun comes up. We get a nice 3D animated sun. And uh, in fact, 
the force of sun causes Morpheus to just fall off the side of the building. <laughs> and his super strong duster is what allows Spider-Man to save him. Yeah. He webs the duster. The security guard happens to be there. He chases Spider-Man off. And then he's just coma talking. And he's being such a whiner. Mm -hmm. Stop! Spider-Man! Don't, don't hurt me! Thought you were supposed to be tough, Vampire Man. Even like Michael Morbius, but I think he's just like he's in some delirious, yeah, he's in a delirious state. I feel like he's burning plasma, like whenever he's in that state. I guess is how it works. And then, so in the comic, in Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man one hundred and one and one hundred and two, like they make a note of Morbius having to rest during the day, and he yeah. actually goes. The reason that him and Spider Man get intertwined is because. He like Morbius goes and rests in the same house that's that's Doc Connors like summer home that has a lab in it that Spider Man's at, right? So they do uh, make a note that he has to rest during the daytime like a normal vampire. Hmm. Right? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the comic is well, a lot more vam vampiric and a lot more. I am just a vampire. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I kind of have to question Spider Man's judgment here. Because he sees all of this thing happen. He then decides, oh, that means I have to take this serum. Yeah, but right. You could easily have gone the other way, having listened to Morbius's notes, that reckless experimentation <laughs> is never the way to go. Yeah. In fact, that's what I would lean towards is like, oh, he did things without fully testing them out in a rushed way, and he paid the consequences. Looks like that might happen to you, buddy. So Morbius ends up in the hospital, and I guess they just didn't care to take him out of his clothes in his fucking duster. Yeah. <laughs> just place him on a bed. On top yeah, of the can't bed. Just wear whatever. Yeah. Like especially if you come in unconscious, they make you wear their stuff because they do tests on you and everything. Yeah. Like, mm. They say he's in a coma. Yeah, he's on. He's in his normal clothes, and he's sleeping on top of the sheets because. Uh -huh. Why tuck him in? Why give him detectors of any kind? <laughs> also, Felicia Hardy shows up to visit him, uh, and it's already sunset the next day. So he's been in the hospital since sunrise. Mm -hmm. So like a whole day, like probably 16 hours, he's been in the hospital, and she hasn't bothered to see him. But she comes in like it's a rush. <laughs> Please, I'm here to see the patient, Michael Morbius. She well, had class yeah. to go to. Oh my god! Yeah. I had my class. I had hair appointments, yeah. nail appointments, Pilates, I mean, I yoga. Yeah. I can't just move those around. Nobody from his country is coming to visit him. So <laughs> that's right. She might be his fucking like. She's she might be making the, the hard calls. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I've decided we're gonna pull the plug. She's the reason he has such a big room, though. His own. Oh, room. that's a good oh, point. Big. The ah. private room. Private room. Ah, yeah. That's right. It's also weird that you know he wakes up. He turns immediately back into a vampire and he flies out the window mm -hmm. but they make a whole how do you do about the fact that it's the sixth floor and how could he possibly have escaped oh it must be spider-man who came for him a felicia saw him in his mutated form yep and she heard him speak with his voice and everything so she knows something is not right, but she does not mention it at all. Second of all, those windows should not be able to open on the sixth floor of a hospital. That is just dangerous as yeah. shit. Yeah. 
Does she know it's Michael, though? It's kind of implied she doesn't. It is implied she doesn't, but she should know something is up. Like, what happened with that vampire that flew in your window, lady? Mm. But maybe she's just like, well, I was rolling on eight different things, (laughs) and it was four in the morning, so I really don't trust my own judgment on that one. And she's been drinking that Triple J Kool-Aid, because Mrs. Ms. Hardy? Yeah, Ms. Hardy has been hanging out with Jonah, so she went right to that Spider-Man No, it's Mrs. Hardy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is Mrs. She's putting out an APB on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All points bulletin. Well, that actually, I think, is going to be important for the next episode. It is. But before we get to that, the bow on this episode has Mariah Crawford realizing that her serum is only going to make things worse for Spider-Man. But it's too late for Peter because he's already taken it. He begins to transform, destroying his beautiful silken pajamas as he grows four additional arms on his torso. Four metallic arms? <laughs> I thought of that too. Okay. This is the second time he says uh, excruciating in this yeah. episode. It's excruciating. But I really believe it this time. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The first time he said it's like, oh, this is excruciating. This time he's like screaming at you. Like, yeah, yeah okay. Now he knows the real pain. The, the quick cut between Mariah Crawford looking at the animation of the cells and then the one cell just going num, 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 to the That's other self. <laughs> and she she calls Sergey in fucking Africa. Like, oh hey, Sergey, tell Spider-Man not to take the serum. Sergey's like, what, yeah. what am I gonna do? What? I realize that part doesn't make a ton of sense either, but um what else is like yeah, how else is she going to reveal her discovery? I guess they could have just cut it. They didn't really need her doing that. It it could have been that she called Peter and then it just went like his... She doesn't, she doesn't know. know. She doesn't know, she doesn't Peter. know Peter. Oh, yeah. She knows Spider-Man. Yeah, that's... I get why, like, for the limitation... I understand the limitations of it, but I'm kind of like, meh. Could have... Uh, you could have just not have her talking like that. We would have understood, right? I keep saying this. This end scene is literally etched in my childhood brain i can remember exactly where i was like watching it in my living room and just like oh oh, oh my god well i mean yeah you... it's a quality no scream from peter yeah, yeah. No, it was good. No! No! yeah it's no shocker mm-hmm. uh like him yelling at shocker but it's <laughs> it's up there it's up there shocker no, that's more of a metal scream. That's what I'm saying. This one's different, but uh, it, it's still good. It yeah. also makes sense because this whole episode, like that's it, it's implied now that he's been slowly growing these arms. These arms were going to grow eventually, and that's why he's in pain. Yeah, but yeah. The it was just a catalyst for arm explosion. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And now what's he gonna do? Maybe he can become a one man band. Yeah. Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> Wristwatch salesman. Oh. <laughs> Wristwatch uh, salesman. All I wanted the episode. <laughs> hand model. Hand, hand model. model. Uh, chef. Line cook. Yeah. <laughs> all I wanted is just to Aunt May be like, what, dearie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just yells no. And then she's just like, what? <laughs> My stories are on. What's wrong, Peter? The thing is, is like the di- one of the other differences with t- between this and the comic it's based off of Amazing Spider-Man 101 starts with him having these six arms, like I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they incorporated it in into this episode, you know, because it, it ties it back to the original source material, which I always like. So he has it the entire time. Yeah. He's fighting 
That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So he has this like the whole time, and the entire time in the comic, he's in his Spider-Man garb with the four extra arms coming out of his sides. Do you think he like double stitches it so he doesn't get a run? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we'll have to uh, see where these four extra arms take us, but we won't know until next time. Which means it's time to give our arbitrary spider ratings where we muse aloud about the episode that was and assign whatever ranking we can come up with off the top of our heads. Um, And in random order, I'm going to pick Vera. I really like this episode. I made it clear that obviously this cliffhanger is such an iconic moment in the series. Uh, So I really do like this episode. It's a bit uh, more exposition heavy than I remember it being. But I do really like their attempts of making almost like a classic vampire horror with him stalking the girl, the door doesn't open, like there were a lot of hidden gems. Uh, what I didn't really like about this episode is I really hate those hand suckers. <laughs> and um, it's, it really sort of takes away all the iconic coolness of vampires and just turns it into something that makes no sense. So, on that note, I give it four cell types out of a possible five. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good rating. Kevin, what's yours? I'm going to have to give this one three unguarded beakers out of a possible four. There's a lot to like about this episode. I really enjoy uh, kind of the emotional struggle that Spider-Man has as he kind of has to come to terms with what's going on. He kind of seems to make some smart decisions, but then they sort of just throw it away. And uh, that does bother me a lot. I like the concept as well of him fighting the vampire. I really enjoy it as sort of a, like, in theory, it could be great. But the problem is Morbius is such a one-note character. And they really steer so hard into him being a stereotypical vampire that it kind of annoys me. And... I really think that if they put a little bit more time into developing him as just an individual, it didn't have to be this Eastern European stereotype, and it still would have had the impact. In fact, it would have been better because you wouldn't have seen it coming. With that said, um, even though the fights and stuff are kept pretty short here, uh, they're kind of cool. Um, it's a, it's a, it's like you were saying, this is the first one to fly, so it's somebody who's sort of in his element as he's moving around, which is sort of interesting to see, and... Uh, it makes me excited, of course, because of the cliffhanger is one of the better cliffhangers we get at the end of an episode, I'd say. It's burned into my childhood memory as well, just like Vera was saying. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, as for me, um, I'm actually going to rate this one 6 out of 10 hand suction cups. It's like a D. Hmm. Um, I mean, I liked having a new villain and laughing at Morbius this whole time, but I felt there was so much talking and so much exposition, and there were a lot of boring scenes and a lot of reuse, and it just kind of felt very slow and, I don't know, not that interesting. Um, It's nice to finally see some of the payoff with this whole neogenic nightmare that they've got and, like, Spider-Man's transformations, and I think it was a pretty good cliffhanger, but uh, that's about it, really. Um, But, you know, that goes in back to the question, though. Uh, what would you do if you had three pairs of arms? Well, I'd tell you what I would do. I'd read three copies of the Daily Bugle at the same time. I could have sports, I could have business, and the front page right in front of me. Yeah, but you still have one set of eyes. Well, yeah, but then I rotate really quickly. 
He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue with a bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? With my one set of eyes focused on the front page, I'd be able to tell you that Spider-Man ends up being chased by a man known as the Punisher, and he is accused of kidnapping Michael Morbius. So what, if anything, do you guys remember about this episode? I I definitely remember a lot about the Punisher's appearance. I think this is the only time he's in the show. And I remember a lot of him being on screen. I remember them implying that he kills people. I remember him saying, Battle Van, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like he instructs the van yeah. using verbal commands. And the way he says Battle Van is like Battle Van. <laughs> like he's like from Western New York or something. And uh, he's got, and, uh, I forget the name of the, um, what's the name of his nerd friend? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I want to call him Ot. Is it Micro? It's Micro. Yeah. Yeah, he's a real fatty in this one. <laughs> yeah, and I think they give him big lips. <laughs> they yeah, they draw they make... him as like like a chubster and like in like a chair somewhere. <laughs> um, and then I, I think know. they give him like the big lips, like he's a fat guy with the huge like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> chubster. <laughs> I remember. He t- Punisher is very teal. Yeah. His outfit yeah. is super teal. In well, he's this, in the and intro for this season, right? Yeah. Yeah, they funny. added him. And it's, I, I just, it stuck out to me because it was just such a colorful costume choice for such a dark character. Right. And they gave him the headband, which was also a weird choice. I know that's probably what he looked like in the comic. But nope. No, okay. Sweet. That makes me feel better. So yeah, the teal headband and the teal skull just don't really jive. I know this is a two-parter of a three-parter. Um, oh, wow. So I, yeah, this is the second part of a three-parter, Fuck. but I won't talk about the, what happens in the third one, because okay. I know. <laughs> cool. Well, well, we'll have to get the bulletproof vests out of the basement, because that's it for this one. As we said off the top, check us out online. All the links are available on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. If you liked our episode, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow plague-ridden European villagers. And if you loved it, consider sharing it online with the hashtag RASpiderPod or rating it and reviewing it on iTunes for us. Helps us out a lot and gets the show out there. We'll be back to you in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, this is the Radioactive SpiderPod saying... Always secure your vampire bats during scientific experiments. Keep swinging. The weight will be excruciating. Nom 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 nom.